Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 381. It truly helps the world when each of us pursue our own dream. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Rhonda Cahill. Rhonda, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready to go. All right. Great to have you here. Rhonda Cahill works with her husband, Scott, at Expedition Overland, an adventure travel show that's sponsored by Toyota and General Tire. She competes and navigates with teammate Rochelle Croft in the Rally Asia de Gazelles in Morocco. Her racing team, Excels Racing, competes in the longest, most difficult, all-female off-road rally in the world. She races to bring awareness to sexual abuse with a mission to inspire women around the world with one simple message. You are loved. So Rhonda, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business, your career, and of course your passion for automobiles and off-road rally racing? Yes, I would love to. Well, as you said, I work with my husband, Scott Cahill, and I'm in a I'm in a very unique situation where our business partners are also our best friends, and one of my business partners, Rochelle, is also my racing teammate. Very cool. And so very much of our life overlap, and uh, a lot of people ask what I like to do in my spare time, but I have to say that I'm a stay-at-home mom with three kids, and I homeschool them, and so working from home, traveling, racing, it's all a balance of the three in my life, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And with Clay and Michelle and my husband, we do film an adventure travel show. We um, started that out of a, a need to have a life that had adventure and that felt like we were doing life and life wasn't just happening to us. And that is something we've been pursuing for about five years now. And I love every second of it. You know, your story and with Rochelle having been on the show is so absolutely incredible. And it's really a testament to what I'm trying to do here at Cars yeah, is inspiring automotive enthusiasts. And, and it's exactly what you've done is take your passion and wrap it around your life. I mean, the fact that you're homeschooling mm-hmm. kids, holy cow, that's a huge responsibility. And then working and then you go off and do these amazing racing adventures. If anybody listening isn't inspired that they can do anything, 
then they're not listening to the show. So so I think it's absolutely <laughs> fabulous what you and your, your buddy and your teammate are doing. As we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? I know you love to drive, so Rhonda, take the wheel. Yeah, uh, a quote that has stuck very heavily with me for over two years now is pretty simple, but it is, I choose joy. Mm. And it seems pretty simple, but it had a very significant impact. When Rochelle and I first competed in a Rally Asia Day Gazelles together, we rented an Isuzu D-Max turbo diesel truck that for all extensive purposes we thought was going to be the perfect race truck for us through the Sahara. Mm -hmm. It took us about day one um, to, yeah, before checkpoint one in the rally, you know, we have nine days in front of us to find out that either the alternator is bad, the wiring was bad, the battery is bad, or all three. Oh, gosh. And what that meant is during that day, we could not turn our truck off at all. Oh, my gosh. And fuel... And as navigator, which is my role for our racing team, I'm the one that scopes where we have to go. And I cannot get the truck that we cannot turn off, which is a manual, into a position that it would get stuck and want to die. So for the very first day of the rally, I ran over seven miles through the Sahara, up and down dunes, tracing, taking a heading on the fly so we didn't run out of fuel and I could show my teammate where to go. And and I remember as we came back to the bivouac where all the other teams were racing, our trainer, Emily Miller, said, I don't understand how you've had this truck that is so bad, you've had to run all day, and you're still smiling. <laughs> and I very simply said, well, I choose joy. Nice. And it was a very simple moment, but with a ripple effects of how many other teams from over 30 countries started catching on. They started saying, well, if Rhonda and Rochelle can choose joy, so can we. And it's all about perspective and the rally. You find a lot of race teams that fight, and they miss the moment to think clearly and get through and MacGyver out of a situation. But if you're choosing joy and you stay positive, you get a level head and you get through, and you find you're just more successful. Wow. Well, what a wonderful quote and way to live life. Uh, If we could all figure out how you do that and how that works so well for you, because, man, wouldn't every day and every moment be absolutely fantastic? I love that. That is really inspirational. Great. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? If you've chosen to go off and do these rallies, there must be something about not only the adventure, but automobiles that bring some some happiness to you. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were a car gal? <laughs> there was. It actually happened when I was a freshman in high school. I was given the opportunity to have a ticket to go to the Detroit Automotive Car Show. And I grew up in northern Michigan, and I grew up in a family of with a dad that, you know, made me learn how to take care of my own car. So I already had that instigated in me. I had to change my own oil. I had to know how to change a tire. I had to know how to drive a manual from a young age. So there was already that piece. Mm -hmm. But then when I went to the Detroit Auto Show and saw those vehicles, and I was so impressed by what it took to make these vehicles, 
Mm-hmm. It was so much more than the fact that they were just beautiful creations. There was so much power behind them, and there was so much engineering and science that took place. Something sealed the deal. That was the year that they started actually making the Hummer for the public. Mm. And I always thought I was going to have one of those someday. I've since changed my mind and my love of what car I would want. But that was a true moment of what sealed that I was going to be a car girl. (laughs) Since then, and having raced, I find so much joy and empowerment from being put in an aggressive situation that I have to rely on me and one other woman Mm -hmm. to get out and to drive well or to fix a car. Do not need any, you know, it's just, it's just an interesting thing. It forced me to be in a situation to learn the capabilities. I would not have learned had I not been put in a situation to race. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Very cool. A car show. I can see how that would really fire you up when you go to these automotive shows and see them. I've been fortunate enough to see auto shows all over the world and they're all different and they're all varying but uh when you get there and you see the displays and the bright shiny chrome and the colors and like you said the innovation when they have uh vehicles there that are prototype vehicles that aren't produced yet mm-hmm. they get you pretty fired up going this is cool yeah. yeah cool stuff very fun very fun Rhonda what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down a oh, boy have you driven down some crazy roads And like I say, is crawl under the hood and get our hands a little dirty and ask you to share a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career or could be in your life. But the most important part of this story has to do with how did you overcome that situation? How did you maybe find joy in that situation? And what did you learn from it? Well, in relation to my racing, I had a significant failure the first year that Rochelle and I competed in the Rally Asia Day Gazelles. And for our team, I do the navigating and she does the driving. And there's a lot more weight on the navigator. And I don't just say this. You can ask anyone in the Rally Asia Day Gazelles, but the navigators have a harder job. Mm-hmm. You are on all the time. And in the rally, I had gotten us significantly lost. And to the point that I was actually believed that I got us in a semi-precarious situation. We were to go over a mountain range, and somehow now that I've seen where we went versus where we were supposed to be the very first year I did this, Mm -hmm. I had us three mountain ranges below where we were supposed to be on our line of sight. And what that looks like in the rally is if you don't make it back to your final checkpoint, you and your teammates sleep out wherever you are. You set up your tent in the middle of the Sahara away from checking back in to food, to water, to mechanical help in the evenings, to security. Right. And where I had us in the mountain, there were several nomadic tribes, and a lot of times those people love to crowd around you. And I figured that's where we were going to be. It was a heavy moment of panic. We had to calm ourselves down. Rochelle and I in that moment stopped and we got out of the truck and we learned the significance of taking a moment to reassess, to restart the button, get a new perspective and start over. And at that point, survival instinct kicked in. It wasn't any more about finding the tightest line. I needed to get us home before dark, even knowing that I was going to miss five checkpoints that day, which was such a blow. And all I knew at that point is we had to head north. And the sun was setting, and I told Rochelle to keep it on your left, and we would eventually find it. And Mm -hmm. just as it hit pitch black, 
we found the bivouac. Oh, gosh. It was a really, really scary, long day for us. Oh, and man. it wasn't just that we were lost. It was that we were way up in the mountains on very aggressive terrain that was not safe. And I actually, that night, after we got in and I was beating myself up, I was so embarrassed. I was so annoyed. I didn't even give myself the grace that this is what was my first time. But I remember my trainer telling me that night, Rhonda, everybody gets lost this bad at least once. Because when you do, you guarantee that you'll never do it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I have found that moment replay in my mind through so many other avenues of my life now. Not just about being physically lost, but more about what am I doing with my life or what is this week going to look like or do I want to tackle this next adventure when I really feel lost. It's sometimes the best to just pull back and take a new perspective and know that once you figured it out, you won't go back to that place where you felt so lost. Wow. And it keeps ringing with me. What a great story. I mean, <laughs> I think we were all there with you up in the mountains looking around going, where the heck are we? Are we going to get out of this thing? And then you add in the cultural adversity and nomadic tribes and the sun. Oh my gosh, scary, scary stuff, but definitely something you can take forward, a lesson we can all take forward that, you know, at times you just have to keep moving forward one foot in front of the other, or in your case, one tire rotation in front of the other. Wow, what a story. That was cool. How about an aha moment? Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I like to call an aha moment in your career. It's a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new idea or this new direction. And tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success. Yeah, absolutely. I would say my aha moment was filming our first year of Expedition Overland. When I was originally asked to be on the show, I was completely different than Rochelle. I said, ah, I don't think so. Um, she's way more of a risk taker than I am. I tend to like my safety zone. And I decided to do it. And I really felt what motivated me to go on the show that millions of people could see is that I had a story to tell and I had something that can inspire others. And I didn't know quite what that was yet. But after having filmed the season and it started releasing and fans started writing in, I had so many people, whether it was a husband who had a wife that was too afraid to, you know, start getting in the cars with him or just to go out and explore the world, or it was a woman who felt she did not fit into this industry. It was because of my appearance on the show and willing to be vulnerable and admit, I don't know everything. I'm learning it on the fly in the camera right in front of you, which is humbling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was worth it. And that was a huge aha moment to read those emails that people wrote in inspired me. I believe more than I ever inspired them that, you know, it was okay to take that risk and, go on the show and tell my story. I've also since learned, I believe, because I love people so much, I think everyone has a story to share. Yep. Everyone is something that can inspire somebody else. And I just had to own my own first before I could really start looking people in the eye and saying that to them too. Yeah, you know, you said that really well. I, I am always looking for guests here on Cars. Yeah, I do five shows a week. And I just talked to a gentleman the other day and he goes, well, I don't know why you're calling me. Nobody would want to listen to my story. <laughs> and I think I answered, I wish I had answered him as eloquently as you just said it, 
But uh, I think it's exactly right. Everybody has a story. Everybody has an adventure. Everybody has something inspirational to share. So absolutely fantastic. How about proudest career moments? Is there one in particular that stands out for you? Yeah, it's it was my proudest career moment was finishing with my three goals that I had this year for the 2015 Rally Yesterday Gazelle. I took a huge risk in saying to NBC on camera and on our show on camera before the rally that my goals were to make top 20, to hit every checkpoint of the rally, to not miss one in all of the Sahara, and to choose the hardest check routes. And we did it. (laughs) And we did that with a terrible truck, a lot of adversity and illness, and we still managed to make 14th place. And I am still truly kind of in awe of what Rochelle and I accomplished together with having to MacGyver a very bad vehicle and the adversity of sickness and still to, to hit every single goal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still, I almost even have trouble talking about it. It was such a proud moment for me and also a huge relief. I can't believe <laughs> yes. I actually said that on camera before the race because <laughs> I wish I could pull it back. Yeah. And now I'm thankful I, I said it. <laughs> now you know why race car drivers and, and sports people never say where they think they want to be at the end of a game or the end of a season because <laughs> it'll come back to Hana. But you know what? You go, girl. You did it, man. You put the gauntlet down and you guys pulled it off. And Rochelle shared some of that trip with us. And I love your term, MacGyver the car. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory with us that you have with that vehicle. Hmm. I have to own it that my very first special car would most likely have to be my first car. If That's there okay. is one vehicle that taught me how to MacGyver, <laughs> I was given in high school what was passed down from my older brothers, a Cadillac Cimarron. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and if people don't know what a Cadillac Cimarron is, it's actually the only Cadillac that's small. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was Cadillac's attempt to, like, get into the affordable market that didn't really work very well. Yeah. Well, if you can visualize a little tiny boxy car, and I grew up in northern Michigan where it was very normal to get 20-plus inches of snow a day. Mm-hmm. And then you add the fact that the electrical in it did not always work or it did whatever it wanted (laughs) and it was rusted out through the doors i could see all the way to the outside oh my gosh it had so many features that it eventually the muffler fell off and my dad helped me weld a coffee can to the back of it because i didn't have the money (laughs) to buy a new muffler on a car the muffler would have been worth more than the car you know yeah so i i'd have to say My first special car, not that it was anything pretty, but it was the foundation of what gave me the ability to learn how to MacGyver cars. Yeah, that's a great story. I love it. That, you know, compared to to what you had to deal with going through the sand and having to wire something up, no big deal. You know, easy. (laughs) How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you let go that you really wish you had back? Um, there was, yeah... I would say my husband and I, our first vehicle that we purchased after we married was a Toyota Tacoma. It was just a simple truck. It was all black and had the cab on top, but we got into a position where we had children and we needed more room. 
Mm-hmm. But living in Montana, we regret having gotten rid of it. It was the one that I think we could have made it work had we kept it. And so there was definitely sadness there. There still is. This is 10 years later. Oh, my gosh. Where we're still like, oh, I just wish we had that. So the plan at this point is if we do get another truck, it would be stepping back into another either Toyota Tacoma or Toyota Tundra. There you go. Great vehicles for sure. How about current projects? What are you working on today? What are you guys doing right now that really has you excited and fired up? Yeah, our current project with our show, Expedition Overland, is looking to film this spring South America. Cool. Our goal is to do the total Pan American Highway from the very top of you know, the highest point you can go in North America into the Arctic Circle, which we already filmed in our Alaska season. We've done the um, the North American series, and the guys just this spring did Central America top to bottom. And now it would be doing South America coming into Colombia all the way down to the very bottom into Yeshua in about eight weeks. Oh, man. Wow. That is that is ambitious. What a project. How fun. That's yeah. great. Now, what is your role when, when uh, you guys are doing this filming? What are you doing in the project? When we're on the expedition itself, I my main job is I am cook for the crew. Cool. Yes. So we have decided as a team that food is the highest way to keep morale up for anybody in any situation. So I, I take it very seriously, and I love cooking for everybody. I drive as well. I navigate as well. And then as far as on the business side, I am project manager. They also call me the bulldog. <laughs> and make sure everybody gets everything done on time, um, whether it's in a 24-hour period or over a month or over a season. Yeah. I kind of keep everyone's timeline in order. But on the actual expedition, my number one job is to cook for the crew. Yeah, you know, it's so important. I've been uh, not on the adventures you've done, but been on trips, business trips or long trips where keeping people properly fed and uh, hydrated, and <laughs> it really makes a difference on how happy they are and how they do their work. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's a very introspective question for you, Rhonda. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be, or truck, and why? I would be the 72 Bronco that is fully restored, and I would be flat matte gray with huge 36-inch tires and a bull guard in the front. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You got it all figured out. Very cool. Now, why... This is an interesting answer to this question. I love this question, but you picked somewhat of a vintage vehicle. So why that vehicle? What is it about that vehicle that has Rhonda attributes? Yes. Well, I should start with the root of the desire for not only wanting that car, but also feeling like I would be that car. Is It was a project my dad and I never got to take on that we had always planned. And I still regret that we never got to do that. But then you add to the fact that, and I I really still feel, they don't make cars the way they used to. And so there's that piece to it. And there's something about that particular model that's, you know, a little bit bigger than the Jeep, but it's, it's you know. Yeah, classic. It, it makes a presence. Yes, yeah. it's got a classic look. It's a very strong car. It's got a classic look to it, and it's very capable. And to To see them now fully restored, there isn't one person who isn't just in awe of 
loving that it can look beautiful and clean and shined up for a car show or that you want to take it off-road and get it completely covered in mud that seems appropriate in either venue. And for me, I've figured out about myself that I am as much a girly girl as I am a tomboy. (laughs) I love, you know, get me in a car, throw me out in Alaska for six weeks. I am just fine with no shower and being one of the guys. But I also love those moments, like at the end of the Rally Asia Day Gazelle, they throw a formal ball and you're in a ball gown. And I, I very much have realized for me, and it actually took a, quite a bit of my journey to learn this, that I'm as much a girl as I am a tomboy. It's okay. It's not one or the other. And I feel when you look at the Bronco, especially that one, it seems appropriate in almost either venue. Polish it up or get it muddy, and it's still appropriate. <laughs> They're very cool. I had Jonathan Ward on Cars Yeah very early on when I started doing the podcast. And Jonathan owns um, Icon 4x4, and he takes old Toyotas, old Broncos, and now he's even doing it with old 40s and even 50s cars and restoring them and bringing them back to life. And, uh, yeah, I think you would uh, fit perfectly in one of Jonathan Ward's Icon Broncos. (laughs) That would be awesome. Very cool. Well, Rhonda, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 peak horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of Metrovac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. Metrovac is the right choice. Learn more today at metrovac.com. Use discount code carsya 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at carsya.com slash sponsors. All right, Rhonda, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received The best automotive advice that I ever received came from my dad and that I should have enough know-how as a woman to be able to take care of my car that I wouldn't have to rely on a man to get me out of the situation. (laughs) Very nice. Same words I've told my daughter. Yeah, very, very important. Will you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Yeah, I would say uh, a big part of my life is prayer. I have truly found that my faith and what God is doing for me has absolutely laid the path for where I'll be going next and what has happened at this point in my life. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you really enjoy? Yeah, I would say, at least for this season in my life, um, for anyone who is wanting to know more about cars or car building or how to get connected in this community, man or woman, does not matter, it would either be our personal website, which is xoverland.com, or another one is Expedition Portal. Awesome. Both of them give great information 
for things that you may be looking for as you step into this industry. Ah, great, great resources. And is there a book, one book in particular that you've read that you think the Cars Yeah listeners would really enjoy reading? Yeah, I would have to say a book for me that was gifted to me by Rochelle Cousin Clay is The Gift of Fear by Gavin De Becker. Mm. As a woman traveling the world, this book gives you insight on how to not be a target, especially when you're going into countries that are male-centric, Mm-hmm. And it just keeps you keeps you more aware of how to prepare. I read this book before going to Morocco this year, and I was very thankful for it because it allowed me and Rochelle to stay out of situations that could potentially become something dangerous. Yeah, wow, awesome resource. I really appreciate that, and I'm sure our listeners will will as well. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Rhonda's been so kind to share with us at carsyeah.com slash Rhonda Cahill. And her last name is spelled C-A-H-I-L-L. How about interesting hobbies outside of your passion for your racing and your business? My favorite hobby would be playing competitive indoor soccer. Cool. (laughs) It keeps me in shape. It keeps me going. And that's my in-between. I'm not someone that sits still very long. So it kind of fits me. Yeah, absolutely. Great. All right. We're up to the checkered flag, Rhonda. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car, and I'll include collector truck if you'd like, in your garage, but don't worry about the price because today I'm going to write a check for whatever vehicle you want. What would that one vehicle be and why? I would have to say it would be a fully restored 72 Bronco with all (laughs) the bells and whistles, nothing left behind, full suspension, light, new leather interior, bull guard, uh, winch system, fully ready to take out into the woods, 72 Bronco. You know, I'm not surprised that it answered the way you talked about it earlier in our discussion here. So I know exactly where to go to find you one of those. I'll give Jonathan Ward at Icon 4x4 a call. Have him build one exactly the way you'd like. And uh, we'll deliver it up there in Montana so you can uh, have some fun with that vehicle. This is going to cost me a pretty penny. Jonathan's cars are not cheap, that's for sure. But uh, that's a great choice. You're the first Bronco wanter here on Cars Yeah, so I think we'll have some fun with that. Rhonda, you've taken me on a great ride, a wild ride. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your amazing journey with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you head up over that mountain in your 1972 Bronco? I would have to say, as cliche as it sounds, but the parting advice I can give to anybody is that it truly helps the world when each of us pursue our own dreams. <laughs> Absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Yeah, well, the best way would be to go to our website, and there are two of them. It would be xoverland.com or to my teammate and I, our racing website, which is excelsracing.com. Awesome. Awesome. Both of those have our information. And I know that uh, you and Rochelle were also involved in a great program to help people regarding sexual abuse. And maybe we could also share that website for the group that uh, is so helpful to help women around the world for uh, these tragedies that occur. What is that website? Yes, um, that website is Voice today.org. 
Awesome. And I'd also add that they are prepared to help men, women, and children, not just women. So if male listeners are wanting a connection, there's much welcome to go there and get help. Awesome. Great. Well, again, we'll make sure that you can find links to everything Rhonda's been so kind to share today on her show notes page at carsyad.com. Just put Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, in the search bar, and her show notes page will pop right up. Rhonda, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your journeys and experiences with the listeners and with me. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Sounds good, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I truly enjoyed it. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!